Hello and welcome to the Graceful Growth Podcast, a show where I talk about the real, raw, and vulnerable aspects of life. I am your host, Brianna Bana, and thank you for being here. Whether you are new or a returning listener, I'm grateful you decided to spend some time listening to me. Let's get to the growth. Hello and welcome back to the Graceful Growth Podcast. I am so grateful for you guys that are here. Um, And today, as you may have seen, we have a special Mother's Day episode featuring none other than my mom. Say hi, mom. Hello. I sounded like my mom. Yes, you did. So now I am going to, if you guys saw on Instagram, I asked you guys to... Tell me what your favorite thing is about your mom and whether it's big or small, I just wanted to see what everyone had to say. So I'm going to share those responses and then I'm going to share my favorite thing about my mom and then hopefully my mom can share her favorite thing about her mom. So um, one person said everything, her unconditional love, another everything, that's my bestie, even when she gets on my nerves. Um, I I like that one because... Sometimes my mom gets on my nerves too, but I love her. Uh, Mm. uh, Someone else said how our relationship has gotten closer as I've gotten older. And I can definitely agree with that one. Um, Another, her laugh. I think my mom's laugh is hilarious, especially when she really gets to laugh. (laughs) Uh, Somebody else says she always knows what to say in the moments when I need reassurance Um, Another person, her relationship with Jesus, that woman is the embodiment of Proverbs 31. And another person said, girl, my mom is absolutely beautiful. And that's her favorite thing about her mom. It was nice to read those. Um, My favorite thing about my mom, hmm, her personality and how charismatic she is. She's just, she's fun. My mom's a fun mom and funny. She is a comedian. Hilarious, I am. <laughs> so, mom, what's your favorite thing about your mom? Uh, my favorite thing about my mom probably was her kind heart to everyone. Mm-hmm. She was all. She always wanted to make sure people were comfortable, uh, whether it be uh, coming into the home and saying things like, would you like a beverage? Mm-hmm. If you told her this is my favorite thing to eat and she had never prepared it before, she would try to make sure she prepared that for you. Uh, just just being a kind person, getting you whatever you needed, uh, helping grandchildren out. Uh, if they needed money, funds, somewhere to stay, she was always going to be that person you know you can go to. Everyone knows they could go to my mother. Uh, and she was going to be kind and giving to 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 people. She's like everybody's mom. Yes, I feel like that about you. Yes, everybody I loves. Hope I got that from my mom. Yes, definitely. I would say so. Yes. Um, so now I'm just gonna go through and ask some deeper dive questions into you. And one of them, um, we kind of talked about this a little bit before. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I got to go to where my mom was born and where she grew up. Um, and so one of the questions is, of all the houses that you lived in, which one is your favorite house, and why was it your favorite? From my 
childhood mm-hmm. or period? Actually, yeah, let's do period. Yeah. Uh, of course, the house we I just moved out of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I think the house that we, uh, I just moved out of was the house where you guys got your personalities, both of you, because Lorenzo mm. was so much younger. Mm-hmm. When when we were in our other home, and it was my first the first home we bought together, but this other home had a lot of character, it had a lot of space. Uh, I really was very involved in helping uh, design design it. I mm-hmm. picked the floor plan. I was the person who found the lot, so it was it was probably one of my favorite places to live. That home. As as an adult and as a child, the home in Galveston okay, yeah. was one of my favorite homes. I just have great memories mm-hmm. of that home, even though I was so young, because we moved to our other house when I was seven. Mm-hmm. But I have lots of great memories of, and, and you know, people may not believe this, but I remember my dad, I had on a diaper, so I know I was young. And I remember being outside and it starting to rain. I only had on a diaper and we were outside and he was holding me. And I, I that's my, my my earliest memory. And it was with my dad. So that house has that memory. My mm-hmm. grandmother was still living. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandmother uh, used to come over to the house. I have uh, well, the picture I have of her over there is of her sitting in that particular home. Oh, wow. I okay. have great <laughs> memories of my mom. Like there was a, a room that was called the, the I guess, the 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 living room I guess you you would and I remember her playing uh on Sundays playing Aretha Franklin because Aretha Franklin a lot of people may or may not know this but she started off with uh gospel music first Mm. and mom had that album and she would play it in Amazing Grace and uh, all that so I have good memories of first my first life starting my first life and yeah developing who I was in that house and we had lots of fun there we had parties there you know, but, you know, we had an Easter egg hunt there. People came over. So because I was born there and that's the, the home I remember from there, those are my two favorite houses. And that's not what you asked me, but I just gave you that anyway. I was going to actually ask the second part and say, well, which one is your favorite from childhood? So I'm glad that you went through that whole thing. Yes. Yes. Um, so on that, on that note, what are some of your like best memories or how like of holidays or family gatherings when you were younger so our family when when I grew up we lived in of course we lived in Galveston but my aunt Dorothy and my uh well first my aunt my mama and papu who are my grandparents lived in a home and aunt Rose lived on the same it was like a piece of land and there were Mm -hmm. two houses on those pieces of land so anytime we went to visit my grandmother, my Aunt Rose was there. When they passed, my Aunt Dorothy uh, and her family lived in that home. So anytime we were going to have a 4th of July celebration, a Juneteenth celebration before Juneteenth became a trend, and we actually grew up celebrating that, uh, we went to that, ho- those, that my grandmother's home where my Aunt Dorothy lived, and we would have like a big barbecue, and all my relatives would come. My my aunt, my uncle David, who's like my favorite uncle ever. Uh, he was in Galveston with my aunt Ida and their kids, and we all would get together, and we saw our whole family there. So yeah. having uh, summer events like that were my favorite. And across the street from those two homes was a a field 
where they played baseball. So we could go over and look at baseball games, go and get little treats, like the, the little popsicles that mm-hmm. you could get and those different things. And then Thanksgiving, of course, you probably are, you already know that is like my favorite all time yes. holiday because my mother uh, was a great cook and I just always loved turkey and dressing. I could just eat turkey and dressing and then she <laughs> used to make homemade bread called it monkey bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had her own way she did monkey bread. A lot of people uh, have monkey bread as a sweet dish, but it was savory in our home. And everybody in the family would come by on Thanksgiving to find out what, what dessert did you cook this, mm-hmm. this week or this year for Thanksgiving. So we got to see my family and we would sit up and laugh and have a good time. And so holidays were really important times for us to come and gather mm-hmm. and have food together and just fellowship together. So uh, all the Thanksgiving, and th- that was my favorite hol- holiday. And I really like the barbecues as well. Mm-hmm. As I've gotten older, I don't like. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not as big of a fan of Fourth of July mm-hmm. uh, and having barbecues and all that kind of stuff. I don't know why. I don't know what changed. I don't know if I <laughs> experienced something that made me just say, "I don't like Fourth of July anymore." Yeah, but I just don't really, you know, you know, celebrate it like I used to. But Thanksgiving. I always love celebrating Thanksgiving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Of course, that's a holiday too. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are three adjectives that you think grandma would use to describe you? Ah. Uh, <laughs> No, Bree, that's a hard one. Yeah, because like, me and my mom didn't talk like you and I talk. Mm, okay, so probably she would probably say rebellious <laughs> and a nonconformist, uh, vocal, happy. because yeah. uh, I'm the happy child. <laughs> I'm, the, I, I'm. I was a happy. I'm a happy child. But, like, I kind of had an in-your-faceness about myself. So, that's yeah. why I say the rebellious part. Mm-hmm. And I did get in the most trouble between me and my sister. So, I would say rebellious. Uh, once she called me asinine. Oh, goodness. So. Um, What'd you do? Nothing. I just used to have a, 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 I don't call it a smart mouth, but a witty lip. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, she, and, and uh, she would say. She would say I was rebellious. She would say I was stubborn and uh, and happy, maybe. Those yeah. Maybe three things. Definitely rebellious and stubborn. Okay. Then now, what are three words that you would use to describe me? Mm, you are very focused. Mm. Uh, you are uh, persistent. When you have a focus, you're very persistent. And super smart. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Intelligent, maybe. Okay. I would use that word. Thank you, Mom. That's, that's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. How are? How would you say that you're different from your mom? I think I'm a good mix of my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. And I am different from my mother... In that, she, I, 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 she, she, when things bother, maybe bother her, 
about a person or someone else, she probably wasn't going to, you know, address it. Yeah, she's kind of non-confrontational. Well, I wouldn't say that. Oh. When things were going on, my mom was that, let me get a manager here. Oh. Which I have that about her. <laughs> but she was like, she just wasn't. And, you know, I guess I'm like that. That's a hard one because <laughs> when I think about it, she was not that person. She was going to let it go, but she wasn't going to fool with you much. Mm-hmm. She wasn't going to fool with that person. But that didn't happen often that yeah. she didn't like fool with people. Because she was so kind to everyone. Um, How are we different? Mm, She was stubborn too. (laughs) I don't know. She was, she's, I I would say she's quieter than I am. That's what I was going to say. I'm an introvert in in a sense, but I'm, I'm a, I'm an introvert. Like as far as like putting myself in crowds and having to be the center of attention and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff like that. Um, but I will go and be in the room and laugh and talk and, and be very social with people. And if she, and she could do that, but she was more of the sit down and she was a little bit quieter. I would say I'm, I'm, I'm way more talkative than my mom. Okay. And so then the follow-up question is, which I think you kind of covered, is how are y'all the same? We, we really are. Uh, and, and because I'm, I can come off as brash, brash, um, or kind of like people say what I mean, mean what I say. People take that it that I'm a mean person, but I'm not mm-hmm. mean because I'm because I'm transparent and I say what I mean, and I don't say it in a mean way, but because I say what I mean, people think I'm a, a mean person, but I'm very kind hearted too. Yeah, and I really like to make sure people are are taken care of if they're mm-hmm. with me, around me. I want to make sure that they're very well taken care of and uh, comfort. They're comfortable. Yeah. So that's how we're like, I think. Okay. And it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about grandma from like the mom perspective because you that's your mom obviously Mm -hmm. but I know her as grandma but still a lot of the things that you say are Mm -hmm. the same Mm -hmm. I'm like oh she was pretty much the same as grandma Um, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. yeah so how are me and you different in your opinion I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> you're you're a little bit more emotional than I am about stuff. You get I think a lot more, but yes. You, you are like <laughs> stuff like you get and then you get in you go on these tangents when you get get in your feelings and a little about tizzy. stuff and you know, and stuff just doesn't bother me like it mm-hmm. does you and you like get in this, you know, and so, and that's just like, I pretty stay, I stay calm. I might rant about something or vent about something, but I just don't get emotional about a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah, I definitely do. It's okay. How are we the same? We're very intelligent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very intelligent, very uh, charismatic. People know that if 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 we have a friend source, they know they can count on us. Mm-hmm. My friends know that they can count on me if they call me and say, "Hey, I need you for this." If they're a friend, like yes, this, like a every, true every, friend. Everybody's not a friend. Yeah, they know that they can count. They can count on me, and I I see that in you and your relationships with your friends. Mm-hmm. You're very supportive of your friends. Uh, you know, you go do things with them. 
you don't set uh, boundaries like I do because I don't. If I don't want to do something, I'm not doing it. But <laughs> you will go somewhere or, or do something that you really don't want to do in support of your friends. Yeah. Um. So I think we're like in that, in that that way. We we're true friends to people. Yeah. How would you say that me and Grandma are the same? Um. Both. Um. Uh, you guys are are both intelligent. You and your grandma uh, like the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why you watch. Like uh, you you oh, you man. have a, a sensitive heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why you similarly like some of the same things Grandma likes, yeah. like breakfast and boiled eggs and, <laughs> and and watching the Golden Girls yep. over and over and over again. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I think um, the three of us, maybe is your next question, how the three of us are like? <laughs> yes. We're 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 all three of us so intelligent that you just got that, that quickly. <laughs> that but no, we're both. We all can be homebodies. Yes. Like my mom was an extreme homebody and uh, I can be and so are you. And then we all, oh, this is how we all are alike uh, that I think I just, it just kind of came to me and we all share this. If there is something we want to know, learn and do, we're going to, we're going to figure mm-hmm. it out. If there's like a project or something, my mom was real keen on. I remember uh, when my car, my water pump blew on my car. And she was like, I'm not paying to get that. And she figured out how to change the water pump on my car and put the new water pump on my car. <laughs> because she just didn't want to do it. And she would do that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not paying for that. I'll figure that out. That shouldn't cost that much to do and, and do it. And I, I'm that way. I think I've come into it more. Uh, and you already were that person that was a builder, uh, a learner of things mm-hmm. that that you didn't have to learn. You didn't have to learn sign language, but you yeah. did. <laughs> you didn't have to learn the, all the capitals of of the United States in the second grade. But yeah. you said, okay, they said I have to learn the states. I might as well learn the capitals also. <laughs> you know, so I think in those ways, we really are curious about things. And knowing how to do things and, 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 you know, things that we could do, you know, deep before DIY was yeah, popular. It was trending. Yeah, before it was trending, my mom was a DIYer. And I think I've picked that up from her and also passed it on to you. And, and we will make and do some things ourselves. Not intensely, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. But, yeah, enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hmm, I wonder, will you share this? What, and I will share a secret as well. What's a secret that you've kept from your mother for the all the time that she was here on this earth? Is there anything? I didn't talk to my mom like that. So I don't, I like, guess, yeah. I, I, so I don't, I don't consider it keeping a secret from right. her. I just didn't talk to her like that. Uh, maybe when I, I call myself uh, trying to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Uh, when I, I remember one time smoking a cigarette in her car and then when she said it smells like cigarettes in here, I said, yeah, I picked up this girl and she smoked and I told her she shouldn't in your car. So I lied about smoking a cigarette in her car. Mm. 
back when I was trying to be a cigarette smoker, which didn't. Yeah, why were you trying to do that? I don't know. <laughs> it, it was it was more it was cooler back when I was. That's up. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like in all the movies I don't from see that time, anybody your age or teenagers or. When you were coming up, that people yeah. even had a habit of sneaking and smoking cigarettes. Because it's was, vapes now. <laughs> it's, well, not when you were coming up. But yeah. it, was, it, was, it was just that everybody tried smoking. And then when I went out to clubs, everybody's women smoked. Everybody smoked. You know, yeah. it was not a big... It wasn't everybody, but a lot of people lot of, around smoked cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Um, so... The secret that I have kept from you. I feel like I may have told you about it, but there was one time I was in like daycare while I was in middle school and I saw that they had coffee in the morning um, for all the teachers. But I was like, I'm kind of grown. I'm like the oldest person in here because I was the oldest person in there, like the oldest kid anyway. And I was like, I want coffee. And I remember um, I didn't like drinking out of the styrofoam cups. And I think the whoever the cook was, Miss Yvette, she hid the cups from me so that I wouldn't get coffee in the morning because she didn't want other kids to get coffee as well. So she hid the cups from me so that I wouldn't get it. And then she would just pass them out to the teachers when they wanted coffee. So I was like, fine, I'll just bring my own cup. So I brought, it was like a a black mug. I feel like you had a set of four of them or something like that. And it was a black mug and I brought it to school with me that day. And I was like, I'm gonna get me some coffee. Of course, during the day, I forgot that I had that mug in there and I broke it. And I was like, oh my God, like. That's <laughs> what happened to that mug. And I was just like, oh my goodness. And I just threw it away and I didn't say anything about it. And it took a little while, but one day you asked like, I'm missing a mug. And I was like, I don't know what happened to it. No, you never told me that story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this that was Yes, I was like, oh my goodness. And I think I broke it like the first day that I brought it too. So it was like, you definitely did not need to be getting no coffee. Uh, that's, that's how you get caught up when you try to <laughs> sneak and do stuff. Yep. Um, so I think I know the answer to this, but what activity makes you feel the most peaceful or the most free? Mm-hmm. Working out. Mm-hmm. Like when I go to the gym and lift weights, mm-hmm. I I feel peaceful. I feel free. I feel strong. I like that's. I don't do it enough, but when I'm really in my my routine and I get to go to the gym, I feel really calm and and peaceful when I do that. Okay. Is that what you thought I was gonna say? No, actually. Mm, what did you think I was gonna say? I thought that you were gonna say. Maybe like cooking or something with the plants or. Nope. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Because, because uh, the um, working out, I just go into a zone and it's my own world. And the only reason now, like, because I like working out. Some people, they dislike working out. I love going to the gym. The only thing that keeps me is that I try to get my sleep in. And mm. because I stay up so late. I just don't get up in time to go and I'm really trying to rectify that because I mm-hmm. feel like I'm I always have been a person who works out whether I've been running track since third grade so I ran track from third grade to you know my last year in high school and even when I went to college I used to uh, run and lift weights and uh, I've just always been an active person 
And mm-hmm. uh, so that is when I go back to that, I feel free and at peace because the, the um, being tired and having to go to work is like it's a it's control. It controls my ability to do it. Yeah. And so when I break the control of that and I can go, that's a freedom I feel. That yeah. I can go OK, mm-hmm. that's OK. Interesting. That's not how I thought of that. But that is mm-hmm. that's valid. OK. So now I'm going to ask some more questions about deeply into your motherhood. Um, or maybe not deeply. We'll see. But what is something, if there's anything at all, that maybe you did before you became a mom that after you had us, you couldn't do anymore that you maybe miss or just something that you used to do that you don't do anymore? Um, I didn't really stop doing anything when I had kids because I didn't I wasn't a person who did anything like maybe I don't um that's a hard one because I really don't think I did anything where I couldn't you know do with kids yeah um by the time I had kids because I didn't have kids at a young age I had kids Mm -hmm. you know and I shouldn't say at a young age 20 28 29 is you know 30 is to me that's um older and so there's nothing that I miss yeah. that I used to do that I want to do again. Okay. okay. Um, because I am doing, y'all both are out of, grown and out of the house and I'm not, I didn't go back and start doing anything like, yeah. oh, now that they're grown, now I'm going to start <laughs> doing this again. Yeah. So, so nothing, I don't miss anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So do you... I feel like I know the answer to this one too, but do you wish that you had more kids? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, did you have like a number in mind when you were? Four. Yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. You wanted four kids? Two boys and two girls. What? Why'd you want that army? I don't know. <laughs> because it was just two of us. Okay. So yeah. I, I was just like, and it was just two girls. Yeah. Okay. So I always wanted to know what it felt like to have a brother. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want my kids to know. I don't. I, I don't want my kids to to not have that feeling. Okay. And then it was really cool having a sister. Mm-hmm. Um. And I wanted both my kids to know what it's like to have their gender. Like, for okay. My my daughter to have a sister. My son to have a brother. And the mm-hmm. sister to have a brother. Like and the brother to have a sister. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um. So that being said. Would did you ever think about adoption? I did. Your okay. dad was against it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right then. Well, mm-hmm. um, and do you have any? Well, I actually don't know about this. Did and you don't have to answer this, and I can cut it if you don't want to answer. But um, did you want to have kids earlier than, like, significantly earlier than when you had me, mm-hmm. or was no. it okay? No, I twenty. I was like, ah, oh, when I'm twenty four, I'm gonna have kids. But that was the, <laughs> I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna get out in four years. I'm yeah. gonna get married. But mm-hmm. I didn't get out of college until I was much older. Mm-hmm. So it happened in this time. So now, okay. I, I never was that person that was like, oh, I want, to, I gotta have some kids, and by this age or get married by this age or anything like that. Where I regretted the time that I had them. Yeah. Yeah. No. And. I feel like in this day and age, and I'm not sure if it was like that for you, but um, 
for me, I feel like you turn 24, 25, and if you're in a relationship, people are kind of like, why aren't y'all married? Why don't you have kids? Like, was there any of that pressure since, like, you and dad didn't get married until, like, 29? I think that the kind of person I am, people knew better. Than to say, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, uh, you know, going back in the part of the conversation about what, what the three uh, adjectives mm-hmm. to describe me, uh, stubborn, rebellious, um, and happy does not lend itself to people coming in saying you need to do something at a certain time. Yeah, or so, even asking you about it. I guess this, I, it doesn't lend itself to it because if yeah. I'm happy and I'm rebellious, I might be that person who rebels against the norm of uh, going to college and getting married. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's why. They, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, and people knew that about me. Like if they, you know, people who were close to me, they did know that about me. Okay. That's... Then that brings into perspective for me because I think that I kind of harbor onto that. But I, I feel like me and you are a wonderful, like, age difference apart for, like, a mom and a daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yes. um, I also feel like, not that you just knew everything at the time that you were a mom, but I just feel like you yourself were better prepared to be a mom by the time I got here versus, like, maybe age 22. But I always <laughs> have been a reader. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I read quite a bit before you came. And then, uh, when, um, I got pregnant, I read every, I read just, there was this famous book out. Um, I can't even think of the name. What to expect when you're expecting. expecting. (laughs) It's probably somewhere on the shelf. Someone, uh, but I had that. Then I had other books. So I, uh, was very well aware of what was going to happen every stage. I had books about all kinds of things and, I was not the type to just look at the book. I would d- definitely ask people. Mm-hmm. And then when you have, when you're pregnant and when you have kids, p- people are very good about giving their opinion and advice on what yeah. you should or should not be Without doing. Without you asking. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, you listen to it mm-hmm. and then you do what you need to do. And so, um, I, I just, and I mean, a, a kid needs somebody that is, that's my job to take care of. It was my job yeah. Uh, uh, as a mom, so I made sure I knew what I was supposed to know. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any friends that had kids like around the time that you did, or were, was everybody just kind of like on their own path at, by that time? Um, yeah, I mean, I think... Um, I've I've been funny with friendships, so uh, I have people who I was friends with, but I didn't have like this best friend, mm-hmm. and we had kids together and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I had pe- there were people around me who had kids, but nothing like where like because you don't have a there's nobody who you're friends with and have been friends with since we you were kids. That's my friend, if you think about it. There's not a, I have this girlfriend that we're really, really close and you grew up playing with them or anything. Yeah. That's what I thought about when I asked the question. I was like, well, probably not since I don't know him. Yeah. So so no. So, uh, my attention was on work Mm -hmm. and raising kids, you know, raising you. So I, I, um, at the time your dad used to say that I wasn't a good friend because I did not, um, maintain friendships that did not serve me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if uh, a lot of my friends that I had from college, they had different type of careers and different schedules, and I wasn't going to interrupt the time 
that I was spending with you mm-hmm. to to forge friendships because it would take time away from you. I already took time away from you, and then once Lorenzo came uh, with work, yeah. So I wasn't gonna then say, "Oh, I got like y'all, I gotta go do this with my friend." Like, yeah. Once I had kids, you guys, it was working kids. Yeah. Do you and think they understand that though? I feel like they my do. friends. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, if they didn't understand, they didn't understand me. Yeah. And so, like Wendy, Wendy's mm-hmm. a friend who I have a lot of friends. Yes. That are we're distant friends, but we're good friends, and it's mm-hmm. the craziest thing. Like when I was telling you that I was talking to my friend Marcia the other day, and we talked for a couple of hours. And we hadn't spoken for seven years. And prior to that, we hadn't spoken in even longer than that. Mm-hmm. And we were, nobody would have been eavesdropping on that conversation and said, they've not talked for seven years. Yeah. Because we talk like we talk every weekend. And that's just how the most, most of my friends that I, we, when we talk, we can talk like that. Yeah. Okay. And so I have friends that don't have kids. Like, mm-hmm. you know, me and Melissa were mm-hmm. really close. She didn't have kids. Me and, um, you know, another friend of mine, we're really close that doesn't have kids. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and then I've met a lot of people at work because of the same kind of schedule. People who are in your same industry, you kind of forge a friendship with them Mm -hmm. that works a little bit better Mm -hmm. than if you have friends that are in other industries. But I do have friends in other industries, but I have friends that don't have kids. Yeah. You know, uh, and then I, I, I like men friends. Yeah. So I have, so that's not even a factor with that. So, so, uh, Dwayne was my really good friend Mm -hmm. and chubby. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't have, chubby didn't have kids. Dwayne had kids that are, but he, he, you couldn't be around the kids that he had because he was with different women, Mm -hmm. you know? So I had a lot of male friends who were coming up. And, I, and because I had male friends prior to getting with your dad and they kind of went to the wayside, mm-hmm. I didn't have those tight girlfriends because right. most of my friends were, were male mm-hmm. at that time period yeah. in my life from like 18 mm-hmm. to, to 21, 22 before I started dating your dad. But my real, real good friends were men. Yeah. Okay. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, I'm like... I'm, I'm just, this is just me thinking out loud, but I feel like now sometimes, and this could fizzle out later, but some of my friends who have had kids, I do feel distant from them because I don't have kids. And this is probably just me in my head, but I feel like almost like I'm missing something on womanhood that like they understand that I just will not understand until I have kids that like creates this distance between us. But you have so many friends that don't have kids and like they didn't have kids back then and they still don't. Mm-hmm. So and y'all are still able to connect. So that's interesting to hear. Yeah, I don't. I think that's more you than them. Mm-hmm. And what I'm telling you about how I was, they may be. It's mm-hmm. not that you don't understand. It's that when you're a mom and you have a job, you give so much to your job. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about the mental and uh, social and just growing a kid and just taking care of a kid takes a lot of time. And sometimes you don't have enough energy to to continue with friendships. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter if you both have kids. Right. Sometimes even if, if both of your friends have kids, 
you don't have enough time to maintain that friendship. Yeah. Um, because sometimes you have a friend and you don't particularly agree with how you both raise your kids. Yeah. So you might not want to be in the same arena or a same venue with the person because mm-hmm. you don't like how they let their kids run mm-hmm. around with you. You might go somewhere and be like, okay, I'm never going with her nowhere because <laughs> she let that little rug run around everywhere. <laughs> and I'm, the, uh, I'm about to whip them. Yeah. You know, and, and they might not agree with spanking kids, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. So, so it's not, I don't think it's that. I think if you have a friend, you have a friend. Yeah. Kids are not because, like I said, I, I, I have had friends. And I think because I had more male friends during that particular time of your age, mm-hmm. you have male friends, but most of your friends are female. Yes. So that you like, like I literally am talking about my male friends. Like we hung out. Yeah. Like when it was like time to go to a, an event, like when you're going to events, I was going with males. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah I, so I do think that's difference. where we differ too. Yeah. I feel like I am bit, not to say that you're not, but I feel like I'm very much a woman's woman. Like, cause I, I would agree that I'm not, cause I don't, yeah. I, I don't do the the drama mm-hmm. well. Uh, I don't like the the games that women play. Yeah, like I, I'm telling you about, I was telling you about a particular um, colleague that I feel like uh, mm-hmm. some actions or sometimes game playing, like you just you just messing with me or or whatever, and then I have to deal with that. You know, I don't have to, I didn't have to deal with that with men when I was growing up, and that's yeah. just why. I, I don't I don't know why I, I and I had girlfriends too. Mm-hmm. Not saying I didn't, but when I was like hanging out, going out, doing that, it was you know it was a lot of it was more men. Yeah. And so and then too, I think because I I really like uh, sports. Uh, at that time too, I always was a football fan, always mm-hmm. was a basketball fan, knew the game. Yep. And a lot of times. You you have females. It's popular now. Mm-hmm. Like it's you, you know it, when I was coming up, uh, seventeen eighteen years old, women weren't watching football like I was watching football right. and actually could speak on it. Yeah. I just remember, and then I played dominoes, mm-hmm. cards. So I did. You know, <laughs> you know, women did the card thing, but a lot of women didn't play dominoes. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to be uh, be very. Um, verbal about college football and yeah. who the Heisman and all that kind of stuff. So those were the kind of things that I did and, and you could you could only do that with men sometimes. Yeah. There were not a lot of women in my circle that did that. Yeah. They were more you know, women back when I was growing up were more feminine. Mm-hmm. You know, there was n- none of this gender stuff that you guys deal with now where you you know, it just wasn't. Yeah. You either were you were either a woman's woman are you were gay and and women's women didn't really hang out with gay women as much. Mm, you know, yeah. that wasn't like the thing. So yeah. if you were that woman that loved sports like that, you did have a lot of male friends. Interesting. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's different. Mm-hmm. Um so now I kinda am curious too, just um about more motherhood stuff, of course. What would you say, I haven't really asked too much about Lorenzo, and I kind of wanted him to be here, but he's not, but it's fine. Um, what would you say is the was the biggest difference between raising me and raising him, and did it have to do with our gender or just the time that we were born or whatever? Like, um, Lorenzo Younger was more... Um, uh, took a little bit of work because 
he was colicky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had the allergy, mm-hmm. and then he's very—he was very impatient. Like <laughs> if I if I said, "Okay, we're getting ready to have dinner," five minutes later, dinner ready. You know, he was more, not <laughs> not asking that particular question, yeah. but in that vein. And uh, but then he then he was a calm kid. Mm-hmm. So after he got a little older, he was very calm, very easygoing. Uh, he used to be like a little mama's boy. Then he stopped being a mama's boy. But he was <laughs> he was a little bit easier going than you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have issues with people at school or anything mm-hmm. like that. You know, so he the, it wasn't a, a huge difference in raising you guys. You both are great kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you were in school, I didn't have to you know worry too much about you getting into to trouble. You actually got into to a little bit more trouble once a year, and Lorenzo <laughs> was more you know like stuff we could take care of a little bit. But, yeah, you know y'all weren't difficult to raise. Hmm. Um. Then in that instance, then what what do you think was like the hardest? I'll separate them. Hardest part about raising Lorenzo, like... Because your dad took a little bit more, not interest, I would say, but because he's a male, he felt like he had to, like, own that part of raising Mm -hmm. him once he got to be a certain age. And we did not always agree on that part of it because your dad has this old school mentality Mm -hmm. about boys and how tough they need to be and mm-hmm. all of that and I just don't I I think that's you know it's a little not the, toxic masculinity a bit yes yeah. well you know the, those are you, these young words <laughs> my words are it's just uh it's okay for men to be sensitive and vulnerable mm-hmm. and and they don't have to be a man at 10 yeah and yeah so I think that was the hardest part just to sit and listen to some of the things that I didn't really agree with the direction or, uh, and then too, also because I'm a teacher and I was a good teacher, mm-hmm. I'm a good teacher. I, I, you know, and, and then becoming an administrator and, and then I always was learning about better ways to, to work with kids. And then some of the things that were said and going on, it was really hard. And I, I tried to figure out ways to, Say, hey, let's try this. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Some innovation show. Yeah, you know, not that I'm saying it, right? And, you know, I, and I would have to hear this is not that your school district. It's this school district, and I would just go, yeah, but research shows we should do this with him, and I just, you know, um, that was tough because I think it impacts him even now mm-hmm. uh, with how he learns. Mm-hmm. He, he's not a traditional learner, mm-hmm. and I knew that early on, and because I that's what you do as a teacher. You figure out the best way kids learn and you adjust to that instead of trying to make that kid adjust to what other people are saying. Everybody learns in different manners. Right. And I I think that that was the toughest part of raising the both of you because I got to do you how I needed to do you. Yeah. And I think you benefited from it. And then when I had a point where I was impatient with you, then your dad took over. Yeah. You know, so... But at that point, I feel, and I say aloud, I was allowed to raise you how you needed to be raised. Yeah. And I wasn't with Lorenzo, so that was the hard part. When yeah. your dad started taking over more. Okay. And then what would you say 
you are you can you can I have not talked to the podcast about my mishaps um of my childhood, but if this is a part of your answer, you may you may definitely share. But what was the hardest part about raising me? Um I don't it wasn't anything hard about raising you. Um <laughs> Um, just when you, um, when you turned that, that middle school age, which I, that's what I do now. And, um, but that comes with the territory. So I wouldn't Mm. call it hard. Okay. Um, mm, I, I, I mean, I feel like you were, I tell people this too. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I feel like you were put on this earth to be a mom. Like, I feel like it, just watching you do it, it feels like it comes so natural to you and you really enjoy it. Even the ugly parts of it, you were just like, I'm just happy to be doing this. (laughs) And you know, it's so funny. uh, uh, Christine, uh, Christina at at work, Mm -hmm. Um, every time somebody brings their kid around and I like, Hey baby, come here and mm-hmm. give them a hug. And I, she said, you like everybody's kids. And I, said, <laughs> I do. And, uh, last night at the little spring fling, uh, uh, the librarian's daughter, I was like, come on, come here. What did your mama tell you? Didn't your mama tell you? Sit down and not get in trouble? Don't make me go tell her. And I just wanted to kind of take her, but she's not mine. Right. So, because I could see she was running around. And uh, when I talked to her later that night, she said, yeah. And at the end, so-and-so kind of hit her and, and, and made her eye bleed. And I said, man, I wish I had a stay. But I am that person who uh, I, can, I like every, there's, I just love kids. Mm-hmm. And I like helping kids behave. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh, like making so, sure they're uh-huh. on the right track. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Well, this was a fun episode. I love hearing you talk so. about this. It was, you don't it think was so? Too, no, it's, it was about it's you. Not, it's not podcasty. It's too what? yeah. Podcast shouldn't just be about me. It should be more about the topic. <sighs> Good about mom, the topic, the topic motherhood. is motherhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I but I have to hear your perspective of motherhood. Yeah, I think you need to cut some of this stuff out. Like, you, yeah, I'm actually shocked that that was the first time that you said something about cutting it out because the last time I think you said like you three times you need yeah. to cut that out yeah. and I did not cut any of it out. Um, yeah, you did. <laughs> that uh, stuff about my district. Oh yeah, well that yeah that doesn't really count. But yeah, some of the the listeners the listeners love you. You are still the highest listened to podcasts of all my podcasts. I, I, well, you know, I don't know if I like that or not. Yeah, I I think that it's time for you to start your own because I do. I told you I want to. Yeah. It's just you know taking the time to do it, uh, and I don't mind this being said right now. Um, my concerns with public ed mm-hmm. and my concerns with the principalship and leadership and the amount of pressure and the amount of work that leaders have. And I don't mind us having it, but we, we just like teachers need to get compensated for it. Uh, principals need to get better compensated for the amount of, of tasks and mm-hmm. ownership and accountability that we are uh, continue to have to walk in. Because right now, the way things are going, I just have to think, 
who is going to be leading schools and teaching kids because right now the way things are going, everybody will quit. <laughs> you know, reason I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's the, the where where people are mm-hmm. uh, because we are trying to, um, you know, we're trying to have a bunch of apple trees, and that's not the the best way to make a fruit salad is to yeah. have a bunch of apple trees. You gotta have apples, oranges, bananas. Mm-hmm. And they they all grow different. Yeah, they grow in different climates and environments, yep. and we have to recognize that they're going to look different and be different and take a longer time to ripen. And I think we need to do that in education. We need to stop trying to make everybody fit this uh, industrial path because mm-hmm. that's what public ed was built on is this industrial path of getting kids here, and we're not giving giving kids one to one and technology and all this other kind of stuff is not allowing different schools that are in different environments cultivate kids in the way that we need to. So uh, we got to do something different. Yeah. See, got to do something different. And there you go. Like, I feel like you just, that was gold. The, oh, okay. I like that. The I've not heard that before, of course, because you just are very original with the things that you say. But oh, the analogy. Yeah, we're treating everybody like <laughs> apple trees and trying to make a fruit salad. Like, I was like, where's she going with this? And like, <laughs> I do say some off the wall stuff, but hopefully, you know, I just try to make it where people can understand my thought process on it. A lot of times when you do analogies, that helps people. Yes, definitely. Um, with it. We just, I mean, we're a diverse culture. Yeah. And um, we, 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 we have to do something to where we have the best people educating our kids. Yeah. And we can't just have people coming into education because they didn't they didn't make it in the career that they went to because mm. this is a passion this mm-hmm. is this I, I do this because I'm passionate about what I do and and making it better for kids I'm not doing it because oh I wanted to be an entrepreneur it didn't work let me teach until I can get it to work oh yeah. I want to be a real estate agent and the market drops so let me teach yeah uh let me you know and I and, and I find people that are doing that and then too you got other people who these kids they're so disrespectful, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it is a lot. But, yes. Yes. Um, yes. So then, and you can cut all of that stuff out too, because we're not talking about motherhood right it, now. We just mother. It talking. doesn't matter. This is my podcast, and I have one here, whatever I want to have on here. Oh. And this is for me. I did this episode for me to talk to you, and it's just. A recording of it and I got to hear about my grandmother in a different and light and my great grandmother in a different it. light um so I enjoyed that and you will be back when I whenever I can get you and Lorenzo in the same room so Lorenzo has not made his debut on the podcast yet but I it's gonna be grand when Lorenzo's is. on there because he is so uh if you catch him in one of his prolific moments oh yeah uh, he is like the way he thinks about things mm-hmm. is just uh, like I think it's phenomenal and awesome the way he thinks about things and and explains things uh, when he's not trying to m- not make himself look crazy. <laughs> I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, so the people will I'm figure like, out what that means. But like, <laughs> boy, you don't even believe what you just said. <laughs> Stop it! But when he on, he's on. Yeah. But I have to say, too, it is, um, and not that I've never heard this from you. Somebody brought it to my attention in the Instagram, like, 
when I asked everyone, like, what's something you love about your mother? Somebody brought to my attention, like, not all of us have good relationships with our mothers. And I was like, oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Like, yeah, that. And man, can you tell, <laughs> when, when it's a female that doesn't have a great relationship with their mother, and they just a nasty person. Mm-hmm. Oof. Or even they got a nasty mama. Yeah, like, I just... <laughs> But you've never been short with your praises for me and Lorenzo. Like, I've no, I cannot say, oh, I don't know how my mom feels about me. I, I can't say that because you tell me all the time. And, y'all, my mom thinks probably still right now, even though I think it's ridiculous, she thinks I could be the president of the United States. You could if you wanted to be. <laughs> you just got to get some backing. And you need, I told you, you need to just start in Austin and run for council when you had all those concerns when you were in Austin I said run for council and you were like mom you already have had a career in politics and having to run when you were president at at Sam Houston and you said I'm gonna do this and that you can do it and you can still do volleyball if you want to I told Lorenzo if he wanted to be a basketball player he just needs to focus and do what he needs to do like I said so (laughs) you gotta watch it but you gotta you have to eat sleep and breathe and yeah. yeah. Eat, sleep, and dream it. If you're not eat, sleeping, and dreaming it, then it's not going to happen. Yeah. But you have with every, any, everybody can be president. Not everybody. Anybody could be president. If you wanted to be president, because that, you know, and hopefully Kamala don't listen to this because her ass, <laughs> I think she got a little bourbon in her coffee. Because when that half forget her, when she get on stage, I'm like, what you said? What you just said? Decipher what you just said. Cause she act like she been drinking. Oh, what's going on with that woman? Oh she, man, I know you'll do better than her. I know she's a very smart lady, but president, a uh, vice president, has not fit her. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have to agree. And uh, I don't know about her and Biden doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this. This partnership, this nope. duo. <laughs> I, you know, I really can't stand and say, "Oh gosh, she did this. Yes. She's doing this for it. you." Know, mm-hmm. yeah. She's not using her platform well, I would say. <laughs> well, you guys got a little taste of my of my mom and how she is. Just a just a little taste, but we will see you next time. Say bye, mom. We're not seeing nobody. Okay, you know what? And cut the cord.